this is Eleanor speaking. Welcome to episode 8 of the Evil Podcast, a podcast where founders get to share their stories from how they got an idea to making a profitable business. We hope this podcast will enable aspiring entrepreneurs to find inspiration to get started. Today, I welcome Martina Svedotovas and Nicolas Cinchalet, co-founders of Alta Enterprise. Hello, Martinas and Nicolas. Hello, hello. Hello, Eleanor. Thanks for having us. It's nice to see you, especially after a successful international space convention last week. That was one of your big projects, right? Thank you, thank you. Indeed, it was. How did it go? Well, I just catching catching back the the, the breath actually after it, and uh, it, it's it's been smooth, right? Obviously, because we did a lot of the planning in advance, as we always do. We do prepare, and we do believe preparation is the key. Uh, so things were smooth, but obviously, uh, any. Unexpected emergencies will pop up, which uh, you know they did, but everything was managed just fine. So everybody's happy, explored. Uh, we have a lot of people that explored uh, Turkey for the first time. So uh, everybody, including us, uh, had a good smooth journey and now we're back. Fantastic. Congratulations. And actually, we're going to talk a bit more about it. But first, it'd be great if both of you explain a bit about your background from you know both educational and professional background. Sure, Martinez, would you like to go ahead? Now, while we speak, Nick, just stage is yours. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so I mean, my, my background is, uh, you know, quite straightforward. So I graduated from one of the leading uh, physical mathematical schools in Georgia, where I'm originally from. Uh, then I continued to study uh, physics, uh, also in a local university, the state university. But then uh, eventually, that's the time when I also started uh, running my uh, nonprofit organization for space advocacy locally was the first space advocacy organization in my country. Uh, that's uh, around the same time when Martinez and I met as well. And that was also the time where, you know, we started uh, working together on some of the projects, which later led to alter enterprises. Obviously, uh, at that moment, I dropped out also from the college to fully focus on the, you know, business development. Uh, and uh, obviously at Alter. We do a lot of things. We also recently published a book. So uh, we're both kind of authors as well. Uh, that's kind of a new thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's in a nutshell. So we're going to talk about that a bit more in terms of what Alter does. So I just don't want to talk about that uh, until Martinez introduces himself also. So now the successful college dropout, I'll see. <laughs> How about you, Martinez? <laughs> well, in my case, I never even finished the high school. So that's even worse. Uh, yeah, because the, the key for me was, uh, I would love to say that, you know, all these famous, successful people that, that I personally admire, if that's, let's say, well, uh, you know, Bill Gates or Zuckerberg or any of the kind of top business known people in, in this day and age, uh, a lot of these dropped out of the college. In my case, it was uh, different circumstances. So, like we, as a lot of people probably do, they uh, I have not came um in a fortunate kind of family in terms of the financial situation. So I just simply had to choose if I should go and study uh, or should I work? Uh, and obviously the answer was very simple. So I chose work. Uh, and obviously that kind of ingrained, uh, as we talk uh, with Altair and everything that we do is just work ethic. It's just working super hard, obviously not only working hard, but you know, strategizing and thinking how to automi uh, automatize uh, things and whatnot. But uh, it, it was a rough, rough beginning. I changed a lot of jobs. Um, so I think a lot of people would uh, find similarities with their own journey and then kind of looked for what else I can do. 
you know, that's always, I think, a question for people when they try to find themselves. And I think, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people probably in your audience will probably be saying where I was years back, uh, what I'm going to do next, right? So, uh, and that falls into an answer. Uh, and an answer is this, that sometimes you just have to start whatever you think is good at that time. Uh, and at that time, I started a, a first thing, which was a marketing company. Uh, at that time, I thought, that's it. I found myself, right? I found myself, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And uh, as obviously we see right now, that wasn't the case. Uh, and since then, I changed uh, quite a few industries and started my own companies. And it's been a very interesting ride. Uh, but everything is, is, is comes down to that kind of first decision, which was, okay, I, I think I have enough to, to start something. And obviously, by support uh, with the people and mentors around me, you know, that, that kind of uh, got off to a good start, so I think I'm fortunate enough to to meet certain amount of people. But I always was one of the people that believed that that uh, you know you should not let uh, the environment to control your insides, like the way of thinking. Right, that everything goes kind of inside out, not outside in. So by choosing, uh, and, and I really mean by choosing, because I've been in you know different situations through life as we all do. So by choice and by just working hard, you know. Uh, everything came out to be as we see today. That's very inspiring. Congratulations on, on such a tough voyage and yet such a successful one, actually. It's really, really cool. But actually, talk, me, talk to me about Alta. So can you explain what you're doing and how you got to found it, uh, obviously, together? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I guess I'll go ahead with this one. So Alta is a space education company. We with the goal of the accelerating the space economy, the new space economy, as we see it today, right, there's all this uh, predictions that we see are happening by Morgan Stanley and other financial institutions that uh, the new space economy is going to reach this one trillion mark, right, by 2040. We as a company want to accelerate that and support that. And obviously, the pillar of every industry is education. We see the lack and the gaps in space education specifically, and we want to tackle that. Uh, so we have several things uh, within the company that we, uh, you know, serve this purpose with, one being the International Space Convention, which we're going to talk more about. But uh, as you mentioned, it's just recently finished. It was a successful event. We had uh, over uh, individuals from over 18 different countries that participated uh, from different companies, right? The leading companies, uh, just Spire, Maxar, Ariana Space, and others like that. So that's one of the things that we do, obviously, uh, even though it's big, it's just one of the things. Uh, then we also are currently developing the platform that's going to uh, host the educational courses that individuals will be able to access that on demand. Uh, also, we're um, working on the book. Well, we finished the book, actually. Uh, we published the book uh, just uh, around two months ago. It's uh, Space Business 101, Seven Steps to Position Yourself in the Next Trillion Dollar Industry. So that's the name of the book. And it's uh, basically a combination of Martinez's and my experiences uh, in terms of business and space business. Uh, and some of the actionable steps that are laid out in that book will help individuals to um, guide their startup uh, in the new space uh, industry from zero to uh, a public company, right? So that's kind of the goal as soon as possible. 
Uh, and there's some actionable steps they can use along the way if it's for fundraising, for the board, uh, structuring the boards of the company, getting the advisors, choosing the right partners, how to network, how to market yourself in the new space industry. So all of that is combined in that uh, book that is just under 90 pages that's really uh, you know, short and to the point, kind of. That's why we decided to, to publish this book as there was no such a book before. Uh, but uh, I guess I'll let Martinez add some of the things if you would like. Well, there's there's always any, everything to add. I mean, regarding education, as Nico said, uh, uh, we're just trying to, pl to play our own part. Uh, and is that is, as he said, is through ISC and, and doing these events, educational events for business. Uh, and again, connect, connecting businesses with different regions and, and different opportunities. And that's, that's through the courses. So maybe uh, for individuals who are looking to transition into space and they're seeking for that fundamental piece for education for them to transition. And we do provide a lot as Eleanor, uh, Eleanor you know, as we discussed privately in terms of uh, everybody that works with us, uh, even with the businesses, when we were sitting in an ISC, we said, look, uh, you know, forget this. Like we, we want to go beyond that. We want to, to help you as much as we can as a, as a company, even with the people that we know that are actually not present in the hall, right? And they're like, wow, okay, well, why do you want to do it, right? <laughs> like, look, who, this is who we are. This is the, the core value of our company is just to add value, right? To, as Nika said, to, to accelerate the growth of the industry, right? And education is obviously the piece. But there's uh, a lot of things that are missing. Obviously, this could become a very long podcast because for us, as always, we go in all these different verticals that we work inside of the company, if it's courses, if it's uh, uh, big events, smaller events, and we have many other things and products that we're putting uh, inside of the company as well uh, when the timing is right and one of these products are, are being launched as the moment as we speak. Uh, the thing is, we're looking at these gaps, like what is missing in the industry, right? Because even though the new space is very exciting, you know, it's still too slow. So for us, it's like how faster, how faster. That's like every day is a question. So that we're very impatient, even with these. Uh, right now, we 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 having some conversations also with people right now as we speak, and it's like, oh, you have to be faster. Communication is still too slow. Uh, we're just really, really impatient. So, but we have to understand. Obviously, we understand it's a human behavior, and uh, not all of us are are crazy as we are. Maybe in some cases, but. Um, you know, we would like to instill because we believe that's also a gap uh, that people are too casual. People are too relaxed. Uh, everything is going to be just fine. You know, people will take care of, you know, everything. If it's going back to the moon on Mars and now, you know, asteroid deflection, we see the, the date for the DART uh, uh, asteroid mission deflection is popped up. I think it's happening in a, in, in a week from now and like all these different things. And we're like, no, <laughs> you know, let's do something collectively, right? Uh, that's the key, then. That's the main word, collectively. So uh, I do encourage people, especially with the space business, if, if anybody who is listening or willing to start a company, and I assume some of the listeners would like to do that, you know, connect with people. Like for me, that was the first uh, thing that I did, stepping and transitioning from one industry to another. I said, look, I need to get into the network. I need to understand how people think, how people operate, who knows what, where the opportunities are. And that's why I started my podcast, SpaceX PLR. And I interviewed over 175, I think, people and counting. Uh, and from astronomers, astrophotographers, astrophysicists, maybe not as many of the business people at that time, but, but just a, a core group of people that knew what was happening in space industry at that time. 
So, you know, and, and the key here, as I said, is, is collective, you know, because when you talk with these people, I mean, it's good for, for your own self. You understand what's happening. You get the inside, the intel from the people that are actively operating in the space industry every single day. Let you build your connections. So you, you build your, your group, of, uh, core of people. And, and then obviously, if you like to, you know, create a, a company or a project around, you know, you always have somebody in that network that can help you out with the something. It's not going to be like you're coming across. And I'm sure a lot of people do receive these messages via Facebook or LinkedIn, maybe LinkedIn more often, just random message, Sherry, I would like to offer you something. And I mean, or I'm looking for help and can you help, you know, just random message. Uh, like you need to know people and this, in this, in this planet, you know, we need to know two things. We need to know how to talk with people because there is over 7 billion of them and we know how to, we need to know how to swim, right? Because there's water around. Two simple things, right? Nothing more. So if we would know how to talk with people and do that effectively, our life will become so much more easier. And even coming back to the story of me starting a marketing company and, and, you know, I was, you know, one of the shyest people that I knew at the time. Right. Uh, and, and that's still, until this day, I'm a, I'm an introvert naturally, you know, just to tell people, uh, uh you know, I'm neither proud or, or not, but just to tell people that, look, you can create companies or, and you can do things successfully, speak on stages, do this, do that, talking, you know, on the podcast, even though it's not a video, we did this many, you know, hundred times over. But for me, stepping into that uncomfort uh, zone and talking with the people and knowing how to meet strangers and how to get uh, from a place like, who are you and what do you want, getting to a mutual uh, ground and getting, yes, okay, let's do something together, right? That's, that's a journey. That's a path. That's a skill. So I, I do recommend people to take that journey uh, as I said before, step into the environment that will help you create those skills that are necessary for, for business and especially space business, right? Uh, because we talked with, you know, dozens of individuals uh, in different events or our event. And a lot of people that are running these companies, they have those uh, big positions inside of the companies, let's say, uh, especially in a business kind of management operation side, they have a lot of the sales management experience, right? And that's that's a very, 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 very beneficial. Most of the beneficial skills, obviously, besides the obvious, besides the great product, the technology that helps you to sell the product, because you know that's more than probably fifty percent. But you need a good core group, a, a sales-driven, uh, motivated people, people who know how to connect the dots. So uh, I, I know I kind of went off the topic a little bit here, but you know, I just want to, as I said before, for Eleanor, I don't want to skip anything in regards of just adding value for for the audience. So I hope it helps. That was wonderful. Like both in insight and also all the who say tips that you're giving about, you know, connecting people and learning how to swim. I also love the fact that you kind of like me, we're both vampires getting information out of people with podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> Although obviously it's like for, for others. Um, but actually to, to go back to art itself, uh, because what we're trying to understand is you know, how do you start a company? Because you're telling people, you know, just start your business because obviously, you know, as you say, space is actually quite slow and also a different business. You need people who just, you know, start. So how did artists start? You know, you obviously you identified the need for education in space, but like what was the first day, the first day where you said, you know what, I'm going to do my own company with space education and blackjack or whatever it was, you know, um, how did you, how were the first days, you know, who did you call which network do you start and which roadmap did you think about? So it was very simple. I mean, at that time, I, I can be very, very honest. Uh, where we are currently at, at this country, what I did, 
I basically kind of draw it out in the circles and said, okay, uh, there is no space secret system here. Let's see what we can do. And I start drawing out the circles and I said, this, this, that, 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 right? All, I think there was five to eight different pieces. Uh, I think about eight. Yeah, I think it was eight, yeah. Eight pieces and, and what had happened, I said, look, okay, well, start. let's start with this. Let's start with that. Let's start with that. And obviously, you know, kind of working on these bubbles. And I knew, look, it's not going to be the case that, you know, like myself or we are going to create all these companies. It's just like it's not effective, even though we can, but why? Question, right? Uh, and, and now we kind of came back to the fundamental pieces. Nick, I said this, that education. We said, okay, it has to be an educational company that will inspire the next generation because obviously, especially in this region, in the colorful causes region, is, is nothing like that here. Uh, and obviously, even though there are companies out there, it's we're not the first company in regard to space education. But coming back to what I said before, that we see the gaps, we see what's missing, and and uh, you know that the message could be uh, uh, could be more effective in some cases in some areas, right? So we said, okay, let's 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 create it, let's navigate it, and that involved, as as your Lenore asked, you know, making some calls, actually having calls with these founders of these other space education companies, people that I knew once again through a podcast that I met, right? Or just having uh, conversations on a podcast and I said, look, who do you know? Who do you know in our circle? Because I'm doing X and X and X. Who can, can you connect me with? And people, obviously, they're very gracious. Okay, let's say I know, I know a few people. Okay, thank you. We connect via email. We do a Zoom call. Then I you know, provide them questions. But of course, I tell them, look, how can I help you? Right. I'm not here only just to suck information out and be like, okay, thanks. Bye. Right. It's all about let's build a relationship. Okay. You gave me, you provide me something, what I can do for you, you know, and, and we have that ins insightful conversation. But, uh, that's the journey. That's the path. And then it's always pivot, 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 pivot. I mean, it's changed the approach. Uh, cause you know, the first initial idea of the project or, or company that you have might not be the last, uh, product that, that, that you're going to see at the end. Obviously the core piece. Is going to be there, but the the overall look of of the product it, it might change through the time. But you know, it's very simple. You know, I, in our businesses and just in my life, I'm trying not to overcomplicate things, and uh, a lot of people do. And I was at the point where just like it has to be complex for me to do something. It cannot be that easy, right? A lot of people say that like it's too easy, like it, it has to be harder. Why, right? Why things are very easy, and and you know, to create a company, like you need to go to the people that have the information, have the insight, have, have something for you to, to get the information. Because in the 21st century, one of the biggest commodities is not gold, it's not silver, it's not oil, even though it is probably one of the best, right? But outside of that, it's information. That's what we have in the 21st century, all these data-driven data uh, uh, companies, so let's say like Facebook or LinkedIn, like, uh, you know, that, that are billion-dollar companies, right? They're running and having an influence of it's just it, it, it immense influence in regards of what facebook can do and influx uh, uh, you know influence the, the markets and countries and economies is just crazy right so that's what we need we need we need insight into data the people that the note stuff and all the projects that i started before coming back to those bubbles was exactly that it's very simple you just reach to the people that know something and say okay i need this can you provide me this and i will provide you this and obviously, then it comes down to the scale, the communication, the timing, the 
the the understanding how to navigate through conversation. It doesn't become it's not only yes or no questions, right? It, it's 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 a conversation that we're having today, right? And 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 navigating through that. I mean, the business is a complex thing, right? So so having some experience in a business does help, and obviously that's why out there and I see everything that we do. It, it does work better than in some cases that if both of us started completely scratch from zero with no experience, that could be in a different case. Like taking that experience and applying it and reapplying it, 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 it you know, provides a, a different kind of picture at the end. But, uh, you know, to get started, that's what I'm saying. You know, just tap into the network. Don't be afraid to reach out to people, introvert, extrovert, doesn't matter. Uh, look, if you want to reach out to us and maybe we can provide you with some connections because obviously at the end of the day, as I said, that's what we're here to do to accelerate the growth of the industry. Go and download the ebook. Uh, that will help you a bunch to understand how to navigate and how to create your own company. And, you know, any any other way, shape, or form that we can help, I mean, we we happy to do it. How how's your day-to-day look like now? Like, uh, that you, you hire people from time to time, but it's not necessarily satisfying. So, for example, the marketing side of things, or who does that, who does what, and how do you plan the next steps? Mm. Yeah, so we share all these uh, things in regards of marketing or communications, or uh, we do majority of things ourselves uh, right now. So there's uh, quite a bit of work that that we do as uh, as the founders of the company, and we do believe that in as Nika said, bootstrapping. Because for now, just being we're fortunate, obviously, and that's why we created company to be everything more digital, right? So, so there is not as much if we think about marketing or uh, things that not as much work is needed to be done, obviously, in terms of planning and operation, the kind of operation side, not as much with planning and kind of pivoting and trying how to find the gaps and when to make the right decisions and why we make those decisions right now. So that's kind of the, the 60% is that, the, the thinking process, the execution and creating going on, on, you know, and creating a pose that's as quick as it can be, right? But to, to deciding why that should be created and why for that and what's the end goal of this and whatnot. So, so that side, we do spend majority of the time. Uh, and that's exactly why, uh, as, as uh, Nika said, we haven't raised the money. We just found it no need for that because, you know, both, uh, you know, if, if that's creating a company in the past, I also never raised money for the company before. I just, I don't know why. Maybe I should have in some cases, but for me, I just believe like, okay, you should, if you know how to run a company, you should create a company and, and make it profitable without anybody stepping in. If that's not the case, like, what is an issue? Like, you cannot make one sale? Like, there, there, there's something wrong with it. That means why an investor should invest in your company where you have zero, literally zero sale. Right, that shouldn't be the case. Now, in our case, when a raise will happen, and obviously we're looking into that in the near future as one, we can show to investors. And uh, uh, if any investors are listening, look, we're happy to start to to have those conversations and talk about, you know, what alters is going to have in five, ten years from now, uh, and what we can do with with our company in in that uh, period of time. Right. So now it's the moment for that, and and that's what we've seen the growth. But obviously. Uh, all the process when it's going to come to scaling and, and, and growing or whatnot, that will, uh, you know, mean that we'll have to hire people. And as I said before, we would love to do that here. We, we tried to do that here. Uh, we did quite a few times at least to try to make it happen. But somehow, uh, and Nika knows that better than, you know, myself, because he's, he's locally born and raised in this country. 
just, you know, maybe unfortunate or unlucky. I don't know. But we contact, we connect with a lot of people. If it's local institutions, uh, that's from the government side. And we try to navigate and find the people. Somehow, for us, maybe just for us, it's been tough. Maybe because of industry, maybe people are not aware about, which is definitely the case in this, in this region. They're still not aware about, as I said, we're the first one company like that that operates in this. So we don't want to hire people. They're just exciting and they know, okay, there are, there are stars, there's moon and, you know, Earth is maybe hopefully not flat. I mean, we need people who really understand what space is, what a new space is. And in this region, we just cannot find these people that help us to grow a company like that. So, so that's where the raise will come in. When the fully business allocation of a company will go to a different place as planned, and that's where we're going to start a raise. But obviously, to have those early conversations, we're already kind of planning that step by step and, and, and um, you know, planning everything accordingly. But for now, coming back to that, everything is, is our job. We're not scared of working. And obviously, even though with the, you know, only the team that you see today on this call, we've been able to achieve all these great things so far. So imagine what we can do with a team of, you know, 15, 20 or 100 people. Yeah, and just... Just to add to that, what Martina said, obviously, about fundraising. So uh, definitely bootstrapping and, you know, unless it's a hardware company, uh, as I said. Uh, and uh, the, the thing that people, uh, majority, well, maybe not majority, but a lot of people, they just think, okay, you know, I'm going to get an investor, you know, and it, everything will be fine from that point. Uh, it, it's not the case. It's definitely not the case unless you first figure out the figure out the you know uh, ropes in your business right first of all without doing that you will not be able to get an investor and even if you somehow were able to accomplish that you would just uh, lose all the money pretty much you know it, it wouldn't be definitely effective and you know this adding this extra money to the equation will not solve the problems of converting the clients and you know getting the leads right it will just add more problems to you when the money is wasted and investors are on your back, right? Just imagine, guys, I mean, the, the case, so uh, obviously we might be talking uh, too much on this, but I think this could be a valuable information for, for people who are listening, that it now now the company that somebody will create from your audience, let's say, that will become a testing ground, the, the, the ground to fail, innovate, improve, change, because as I said before, we changed and pivoted a lot. And we still do that. We don't make like, major changes because we plan out probably 10 years ahead already literally uh having files and steps and why we're going to do that at a certain time and now obviously as we're going back the team the team is needed in place and we already have positions created for individuals that's going to be for that and when that comes in why do we hire for that when the cfo and cto comes in and we everything have planned to the smallest detail as a company and because that's what we do and that's how we make IC, that's what we make all these different things happening inside of the company, right? But having that uh, as, as an experience and everybody who will have or create their own businesses, I would recommend that, even though there might be a slower process, but in terms of you knowing how to operate your business and do that successfully and learn how to do the marketing, how to handle marketing, at least to some degree. I'm not actually advising somebody now to become a marketing guru and know how to do everything and then like, oh my God, and then learn the finances and sales and, and, and COO and what CTO does and everything like that. No, but you need to know everything about, I mean, you know, to know, you need to know a little bit about everything at least because that, yeah, the basics, yeah. because that's when you're going to start hiring people. You're going to be like, well, marketing is going to tell you, oh, we need to do this and this is the best. 
And if you don't know anything about marketing, you're going to be like, well, okay, I trust you because I hired you and they're going to run your company. It has to be a conversation. Okay, why is that? Well, look, actually, I did this. We did this before in the past and the world, but it has to be like this. And it has to be with all the people that you're going to hire. Like if people are not running their companies themselves, and that could be, look, it's nothing wrong with not going and raising, doing the hard work yourself. Like suddenly that becomes in this day and age, it's like, oh, why you have not raised? Like it's it's not uh, coming back to your question, Eleanor, but you know, a lot of people asking other companies like, oh, why are you not raising like from the get-go? Like I'm, I'm thinking about creating a more company. Oh, go and raise. Like that's not the solution. That's not the idea. And that that's where we see actually that affects uh, even the market. And that affects uh, future companies that might be good companies. Uh, and they'd be like, well, we're looking to raise. And now we have all these other uh, investors, maybe, uh, again, uh, uh, you know, smaller investors, because I'm sure, you know, the, the bigger investors they already understand the diligence process and know what they're doing in terms of making uh, investment decisions. But there's going to be a lot of uh, disappointed people on both sides that are going to walk in there through the market and, well, you know, things haven't worked and they're just disappointment, right? So that's why people, like, if they're starting a company, just do the bootstrapping, do the sweat, sweat equity. Don't raise the equity, right? Just just sweat it out, know how to work, know enough about the certain things, especially business operations management, sales, communication. That's always going to be the core. Like, look, if, if people, if people like coming back to my story, like myself, if they're introverts and seriously introverts, and if they're starting and in the case, like we are like two people, maybe three, four. And if all of you are just kind of tech people that know a lot of in terms of product, data, technology, like you're going to be screwed, guys. You're going to be screwed, literally, because because unless there's somebody like, I don't know what the story like Bill Gates, Bill Gates was a really tech savvy guy, obviously. And then he, on top of that, he had a good kind of communication sales skills, which doesn't happen very often. And that's why we have only one Windows, right? Uh, but in your case, we do advise it's either get somebody on a team that have those traits or obviously it doesn't help or that doesn't, uh, uh, you know, it's always good. Or if, if you go and learn those skills yourself, because that's go, those skills are going to be needed. I mean, your salesperson is not going to be always there to handle the phone calls or the emails or to, to have the Zoom calls for you all the time. So that's why everybody inside of your company should have, uh, uh, you know, some mutual uh, skills that you should share. Basically, be hands-on so you understand. <laughs> I don't talking about the skills. Yeah, yeah, we're going too long here, but just this this one thing. So also about the skills, definitely need as a founder. You know, maybe you will not be an expert to the degree on all of the things, but you need to understand the basics, as Martinez explained. Right? Just we, for example, as a company, we actually Martinez and myself, we you know sat down throughout those months, and you know this year and a half that Alter now exists, right? And we have already created the positions that we're looking for, the people that we will get. And we have created some of the systems and processes that those people can follow, actually, right? So imagine now we had no understanding and you bring in an individual and you the individual has to tell you what he has to do, right? Or she has to do. That's not the case. You should explain what, what needs to be done. And obviously the experienced individual can bring some of the things on the table and, you know, help you perfect the processes and systems that you have, right? But you yourself as a company founder should at least understand the basics of the operations of all the aspects. 
It would be interesting if the future people you recruit will have actually have learned more about space through Alta, you know, like, so you would have actually people who are local who actually learn from it. <laughs> and speaking of people, uh, can you tell me more about your team? Also, obviously it's Nicolas and you, but how many people are you now on the team compared to when it started and how did you recruit them? Yeah, so currently, I mean, in our team, uh, Eleonore, it's just the two of us still, right? Uh, obviously, our goal is not to keep the team small and, you know, uh, to uh, minimize the expenses. But uh, the situation, obviously, in the country that we're operating with is also a bit uh, confining the growth of our company in terms of the employees, right? Uh, and, um, you know, obviously, we're looking now to, you know, uh, grow the team, obviously. Yeah, so what we wanted to do, um, obviously, it's, as Nika is explaining, so the the... Sometimes it's going to be an issue and, and with the conversations that we have, because literally we have hundreds of conversations, if, if that's with the space-based companies or individuals, maybe not as much. But beforehand, when I did the SpaceX PLR and talk with everyday people and uh, just understanding what they do, how they operate, what they want to do in the future and just meeting people, right, in general, if it's going to other conventions as well. Uh, it, it depends. It really depends. Uh, going back to what Nika is explaining, like the growth of the company really also depends on the location that you're in. And in some cases, it could be very, very easy. In some cases, it could be very, very hard. Uh, and in our case, is exactly that. It's very, very hard. Uh, and that's why we're kind of navigating through that with with the different obstacles. I mean, it, it probably this this will have to become a, a more of a, even of a private conversation. Because uh, some of the things that are, you know, happening or happened for us before, uh, we cannot share that. Uh, it's not that it's it's something from our side, but just to understand the complexity and just the uh, the 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 craziness sometimes that that happens. And 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 obviously, you just have to be like, wow, okay, well, that just happened. How do we navigate through that right now? I mean, it's it's just the location uh, makes things so much difficult. And and we looked at the options, even from hiring standpoint. We we hired, we looked at the hiring, and we hired people. How it worked? I mean, there's a lot of great stories that we can share. Obviously, uh, yeah. we're just starting the company with the volunteers. We don't want to have volunteers. We can have a bunch of those. We have people reaching out to us and say, "How we can help your company? If it's for marketing, for sales, for for websites, and whatever whatever we can think of that business needs." We say, "Look, that's not the case, right? Even though it could be a good approach for a short time." It's not sustainable, right? We want people that uh, understand what our core message is, what the values are, are of the company, and be with us for a long period of time, right? We don't want somebody that just comes in for a few months or or a half a half a year and does okay, I'm going, right? Even though it's it's good at some point, so we look to the companies, uh, the individuals who hire people. That also becomes an issue, even though it might sound like an excuse. Uh, because we as a company, we can do that. We can go on the market and we are fortunate enough to say, okay, we can hire, uh, you know, people, right? But that also becomes an issue with being where you are. Uh, and in this case, it is a little bit of issue to, to hire people. Yeah. So. And we, we have hired people and it just, you know, worked out the way it worked out. Right? Yeah. I mean, as, uh, again, as I'm saying, we have a lot of, a lot of stories to share and, you know, obviously, uh, even though through all these ups and downs, and there was a, more of a downs than ups, because I also uh, created companies in different countries. So that's, let's say, Lithuania or Ireland. And th th those were different circumstances that, you know, you, in, in one case, so that was a social media company that I personally grew from 
working at home, uh, obviously having people and mentors, uh, fortunate to have one of the mentors that I had, uh, that individual, uh, uh, Greg uh, Dickerson. So shout out to him. He's just incredible human being. Uh, he helped me to scale the company from working from home, just myself in a laptop, uh, you know, kind of starting to get the clients. And that was mainly specifically in real estate industry working with, I don't know, for, for your audience, if that says anything for accredited investors and they having those syndication deals, they're buying big apartment complexes. So, you know, basically it started with me and the laptop and then scaling that to an office and, 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 ha and hiring people in months, like literally two months. Like because of the environment, the environment was completely different, right? Uh, in this case, even though we're doing good as as a business, just in, in terms of hiring and scaling and growing, there's so many different obstacles that we have to navigate through. And in the first place, we are the first space-based company in this region. So uh, that makes things even, you know, more kind of adding to complexity and whatnot. So I mean, there's a lot, a lot of stories, but as I said. Uh, I would love to. Yeah, especially if you look at yeah, the, the like political yeah, 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 situation. Yeah. Sorry no, 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 it's not. It's fine. But without going into details, because you probably already start to understand the pivot and where Nika is going with this, and you know, it's it it is complex. So I don't want to do uh, you know uh, kind of this boring or maybe negative uh, talk here in the podcast. But for the private conversation, we'll happy to talk and 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 provide the insight for you guys what's happening in these regions and and the to understand the complexity of it. Yeah, but the morale of the story is, I mean, even though because of the region, some things might not go, I mean, that well, right? You you can, you know, obviously aim at to take off the company to a different place. And, you know, so that that's not a showstopper, guys. Don't, don't, don't give up because of that. Did you actually ever think of relocating or how are you actually dealing with those problems? Like, is there any trick you can share with, uh, with other people on how to deal with, you know, political uh, or just local problems, you know, maybe it can be just less finances or, you know, less innovation, corruption. How did how did you deal with those problems or how do you deal with those problems every day? Yeah. So for us, as a short stop, just as a stop for sure, uh, it, it is going to be short. And as we said uh, uh, before, you know, when you start asking the question is move. Move as, as as fast as you can and, you know, uh, just to a place that can, you know, create an environment for, for your business to grow. Obviously, with that, look, there, there is opportunity to these developing regions. That's why we created IHC in this region specifically, because it, it really gives great opportunities. If you already have, let's say, a space-based company, let's say one of those, let's say Maxar or Spire or Ariane Space, if their EO or launch uh, kind of customer uh, capabilities, it's great. Look, you can come in and that's what they did. They actually literally on the spot, we saw people and companies signing contracts, NDAs, and, and businesses are going to be great for them. The thing is here that unless you're that big and you're coming from somewhere across, you know, and, and depending where, uh, they're not, they haven't came to Georgia. Uh, they were coming into Turkey, right? Uh, we literally on a dinner table during the breaks, we spoke with some of the companies and uh, unfortunate enough, we said, look, uh, they mentioned themselves. They said, if you guys did this in Georgia, we wouldn't be here. And we were well, we know, <laughs> right? So we're not saying that specifically for Georgia. I mean, because uh, the Caucasus region consists of Azerbaijan, Armenia, Georgia, and Turkey, right? So, so the four countries. But just the, the, you know, the region itself, I mean, it has its own issues. And obviously, uh, uh, you know, we wanted to help. We want to help as much as we can. And we do that through the education of that talking 
through this, you know, two students and, and we did that and we say, okay, let's give free tickets out just for you to, to attend because uh, unfortunately some individuals cannot afford. We say, okay, here's a bunch, here's a hundred tickets, you know, distribute that. So we tr we're still adding value even though we're facing difficulties to our core mission again is to provide value for people. But coming back to your question, I mean, there is no trick. You just have to navigate and be like, okay, well, I have to open an LLC, a company in a different country. And now how I'm going to do that? Which, which country is the best? And we looked at many different options. Uh, obviously, we decided which ones are for what reasons. And we're actually fully uh, moving in, uh, as a company to, to, to a West uh, as well. Uh, just because uh, I think uh, uh, for a company, for the growth, for the financial tax, uh, all those uh, incentives the company needs, those will be the best countries to go. So we're talking of even outside of Europe, uh, if you catch my drift. So, uh, you know, you, every company has to decide where they want to operate. Look, look, there's thousands of companies in Georgia, thousands in Azerbaijan, Armenia, thousands in, let's say, Iran, Israel, like all these different countries that we maybe turn on the TV and we see there's, you know, like crazy things are happening. Like, 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 you know, like at the same time, while we speak, I'm sure there are companies and people, individuals running companies in Ukraine. Like at this moment, as we speak, they're probably doing business and scaling companies at the same time. So look, it, you know, it shows that things can be done, but is Ukraine now would be the best place for you to have a company, right? That becomes a question, right? And obviously, you know, everybody makes those decisions accordingly as, as the company owners. And actually, how did you get your first investors? If you do have investors, how did you get your, if I could say it like a, a toddler would say, it, like your first money in? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's a that's a good question. So yeah, uh, as we write also in our book, so we uh, did not uh, get the investor because that was not needed for the company at the time. Obviously, we uh, decided to bootstrap, and obviously, we do recommend that to majority of the companies, unless it's a hardware company, right? Uh, we do recommend to uh, bootstrap just because that gives you more time to uh, work on your business, to perfect the business model, module, right? To uh, think about and figure out how, how it works, right? How to reach the audiences, you know, how to make sure that, you know, you can take those uh, prospective clients, you know, turn them into leads and then how you can convert that, right? Uh, and uh, obviously that's uh, the best way to learn through bootstrapping. We created the idea, we created the products. Our products are mainly digital products, right? So that allowed us also to support our bootstrapping, uh, bootstrapping style. Uh, and uh, that's uh, we started doing the sales, and that's how how our, the first money came in. Eleanor, to your question, uh, but uh, in our case, it was different. Do you share equity, or how do you actually manage the side of the company? Yes, we do. We do have a share of equity, and uh, even though it is split in a in a different way, not exactly on the spot in fifty fifty, we both provide you know value in terms of acting as a fifty fifty. Just because of uh, some things that, you know, uh, uh, one of us, you know, let's say came up with the idea and, you know, had some tools or some strategies in advance, that, that's how it's split. But at the end of the day, we do put both of us like equally amount of energy and time and, um, you know, and just because we understand that, you know, we have to do that, right? And we had conversations before where, you know, both of us, like, you know, Nicholas to me and I'm, I'm to him is like, okay, like what's happening? Like, okay, like, one is doing more and one is less and and like, okay, well, why is that the case? And we have those honest conversations to make sure that we don't dig ourselves in a hole that, you know, if somebody is just 
you know, uh, because that also happens in our relationships. And you, we see those, it's called stacking. I think it's more kind of technical t- term for relationships and how to uh, take your relationships around if you're uh, having a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or husband and wife, or somebody who's listening, that people avoid having conversations. They, they just stack up the problems, the small things, and they stack up, stack up, stack up to the point where it's just like, eruption and just like things go critical right so we don't we don't let that happen we we have conversations and obviously nicholas i have to give him a, a big credit uh, as i tell to, to him before that he's a he's a different individual compared to me i'm waving my hands so i don't know like uh, I'm, I'm not spanish but i'm acting like i'm spanish i'm loud i'm waving my hands i'm uh loud and i'm just screaming and you know if i get in a conversation and something negative like i just you know getting things out and like ah and Nicholas is very calm and he's like, why, why do you yell? You know, why do you say this? Like, let's come down. And like, it's very, very good to have somebody on your side that's completely opposite. And then you realize... So I guess martial arts played a part in developing this kind well, of... Well, I also... <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I also did martial arts. I don't know which ones you did, but in Muay Thai, I never heard anything about that before. Yeah. Yeah, well, I did judo, so that's kind of here. Know, we go deflecting, totally deflecting in character, character building. <laughs> so you call, but you can't kick his ass. Understanding? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, that's definitely what it is. He he really kicks my ass. I'm like, yeah. Why do I? Why, <laughs> well, why do I? Why do I scream? Like, why do I say this? And he's like, okay, let's no, no, no. Let's let's refocus. Let's recalibrate, and let's just start from a from a normal conversation, as as we can say. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, to come back a bit about your. your different other companies and any mistakes did you make any mistakes before that you've then learned from and that you are now kind of avoiding without enterprise or were you so far unscathed and everything went well yeah so in a future company so i can tell you one thing i like two lessons so i can tell you the from the marketing kind of direct sales perspective and then it can give you a perspective from real estate also because i also uh has been involved in, in real estate as also as a company having my own uh brokerage uh, kind of working for for yourself in terms of real estate and then obviously ties in with sales and then the marketing company which is which is different as well so in both cases uh one company coming back to the marketing the biggest lesson for that i remember uh one of my mentors also told me that you have to understand that people are different and actually that was that was the lesson uh, as we're seeing through the iec as well uh we see a lot of attendees you know hundreds of people and you know the, the communication when it happens and you know how it happens and interpretation and whatnot and some people uh, present in a different way versus uh, people a different way because they're from different regions and you know and we you know we have this insi- insightful conversation like you know how people perceive things and you know uh that a- adjusting to the people needs depending who you talk with i'm not trying to be like okay like you just become a different human being, but you have to understand you're talking with a European person from France versus you're talking with somebody from US and that's like Kansas versus somebody from Japan and it's Tokyo, right? That that the the tone of voice, maybe the delivery has to be sped up or slowed down and uh, all these different things. Just coming back to the communication because that's going to be the core of things. Unless they're going to depend on some AI robots to talk, for, you know, for you. Uh, it will be always the main, main core message, like uh, communication. You know, there, there's, there's, there's no way that we can run away from that. And, and in the marketing, that's always been that, you know, misinterpretation. How many times are misinterpreted when I talk with somebody from, uh, you know, with a client, let's say from US, right? And 
he or she tells me something and I'm like, oh, how dare they say this? And then I, you know, later find out like, you know, having actually an argument with them, imagine going stupid and actually having arguing with them. Then later, like a couple of days, you're just like, oh my God, that's actually what they meant. Like it was completely opposite. The way they said it was this. And I'm like, oh my God, it's embarrassing. But that's, but that's real, like understanding how people talk and understanding, like really taking time to acknowledge what do people really mean, right? And then going back to the, to the real estate kind of side, you know, is understanding sales and understanding how to follow up. Cause, uh, that's the, the main, what the main, uh, kind of issue, uh, with, the, with the real estate side. In the beginning, obviously it wasn't first that, you know, obviously I'm not going to lie. Oh my God. I'm the top sales expert of, of the year. Like that was that. And obviously through the guiding and tools and, and pe- having people around me, the right people, they said, look, you need to make sure that they follow up. And when you follow up, when do you say that? So, not following up because there's a lot of people also that reach out to us or say, oh, okay, I'd like to do a call and like, okay, let's arrange something. And they never follow up. Like, so imagine the missed opportunities that we as people have if we just never follow up, right? So, so that's the key. And always in everything that we do, we have to make sure to follow up. And, and there's secrets also to that. If you have a call with somebody that you, let's say a private call and they provide you some insight, as I said before, if you're thinking about creating your own company right now and you say, okay, let's do a call. And during the call, you say, I'm going to provide you that, right? And you kind of, okay, you had a blast on a call. Thank you. Bye. See you next time. If you just follow up in an email or a message or LinkedIn, whatever way you connected, got introduced, say, look, once again, you know, I love what you said about that. You know, it left me a great impression. I just, you know, uh, you know, wish you best for this and this to mention you're working on that. So wish you best with the project and whatever that is. That's a follow-up, like five or 10 minutes before you finish your call. How many people do that? Probably none, at least with the, with, with you guys that, that we speak. Maybe if you know somebody, look, I applaud those people because there's literally people, they don't even do that anymore. And imagine that follow up plus the follow up again that you do and you connect with people and do business with people. So that probably one of the biggest mistakes that I did, uh, you, you know, with real estate and its sales again is just mi- misinterpretation and, and not actually listening to the people. I can't imagine how exhausting it must be, especially if you're an introvert. <laughs> you always have to follow up. But I think it's very oh, great yeah. advice. I think it's, it it's very true. It's like it's a constant effort, but as soon as it becomes an automatism, then you realize how much you get from people. I mean, people are everything. They knowledge, they connection, they motivation. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for both to both of you for joining us today. Um, I don't know if you have anything else you'd like to share with us. Uh, any fun fact, you know, that you had while building Alta or any you know, um, perspective of how Alta is going to look like in five years or 10 years? Or is that only for investors? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's an interesting question. I mean, fun facts, there, there's a lot, a lot of happening. Uh, so so the, the kind of fact just to share, like for people, you know, probably would be strange <laughs> to understand. Uh, but in terms of how it's going to look, Obviously, uh, cannot share too much. Uh, cannot share too much based on the company's uh, with the policy. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of great things going to be happening that have never been done before uh, to that degree. So we, we're going to see some of the good things. So leaving us a bit of a teaser. Fantastic. Well, thanks to both of you again. It was, it was lovely to have you. And um, um, I wish you both uh, very, very wonderful afternoon uh thank you so much for joining us um this was eleanor Pauli interviewing martina spirotovas and nicolas chinchaladze from alta enterprise i hope you have learned as much as i did today and we look forward to welcoming you in episode nine
See you next time.